one voice would always put you down. That's your imposter syndrome voice. My dyslexia is my secret weapon, and I use it every day. Oh my God, you are talking to a double whammy, right? A female and an Asian in the White Boys Club. Welcome to The Imposterous. The Imposterist is hosted by me, Graham Drew, and Michael Knox, two rather insecure frauds who will be exploring the motivating and debilitating experiences we all have with imposter syndrome, with a sneaky suspicion that it might just be your superpower, if you let it. I, I think what's well, a huge part of my career was worry. We actually are all going through the same level of insecurity, no matter how successful we become. If you really want to have a breakthrough, you've got to break something. Yeah, at the heart yes. of our brand, Onion, it says, um, I don't know, <laughs> we're not sure on that either. And hey, welcome to The Imposterous. Just to give our listener a rundown of your achievements, you're B&T Magazine's 30 Under 30 Grand Prix winner, B&T's 30 Under 30 Creative winner, B&T Women in Media Awards Top 10, Third in Young Glory, Recognised by Public Relations Institute of Australia, Golden Target Award, Brisbane Art Directors Club, Outdoor Media Association, Cannes Future Lions, London International Award, Creative Liaison Mentor Recipient, and you hold a double degree in business, advertising and fine arts. Why is it that you want to have a chat to us on The Imposterous? Oh, look, I think it's the imposter syndrome is such a prevalent thing. Like it's in everybody from big CCOs to juniors, like, I don't think you ever really stop feeling that. Um, so, yeah, I thought I'd just reach out and... That's <laughs> no, great that you did. You know, the list says that you are chasing it quite hard and good on you for doing that. But we want to talk about the topic and talk us through what it's really like to be a young creative who's keen to give it a crack. And I, I, I wonder sometimes if the fire in the belly and, you know, the teeth-gritting desire to actually create great work can become a lot to deal with. Just wanted your your opinion on that. Yeah, I think I think it can be a lot to deal with. Um, yeah, no matter where you are in your career, you always need that fire in the belly. And you know, when you're at uni, you just want the job, and then when you're in a job, you realise you just got to keep proving yourself and keep you know putting yourself out there, no matter how small the brief. And I think with social media like LinkedIn, you know, you're seeing everybody else post about their achievements and, you know, it can go one of two ways. You can kind of look at your own achievements or lack thereof and go, oh, no, I'm not really up to scratch. Um, or you can use it as inspiration and, and let it drive you to, to reach for that. So, yeah, for me it was kind of a whip crack and I wanted to do all those things and and win the things and do good work. So, um yeah, you've just you've got to got to stay naive. You've got to stay curious, and don't get burnt out. How important is your creative partner to your not just your success, but also dealing with that success? How have you found that? Oh, it's it's super important to have a creative partner, even if they're a bad one. You know, sometimes that can help you solidify your own opinions about your work um, and make you more confident and more assertive. But yeah, it's it's super important for a creative just to have that person to bounce ideas off and, um, you know, talk about things and try and dissect the brief together. And at the end of the day, the work benefits. So you've got sharper ideas, better executions, less holes in them, and it's way more fun. I don't know how solo creatives do it. You share the highs and the lows, don't you? But when you do have a success, so much better with someone else. So much better. Definitely. 
I had a great partner early on who was so much better at the job than I was, and he also liked to go to lunch. Both of those things. Two things are related. Yeah, I've had a few um, creative partners that were a bit older than me, like they were senior creatives and I was a junior. It was probably better for me because I got to learn off them and I got to take maybe a bit bigger briefs than I normally would have. You know, they, they would get to understand different ways of thinking as well working with me. So, yeah, it's good to, you know, try a mix of different people as you go through your career and see what works for you, see how you work best um, and just learn and have fun with it. speak to your manager oh no kevin's gone full karen no i will not calm down never go full karen take fiji carver stock up at your local chemist warehouse the subject of this podcast is kind of about the work but it's also more about how you deal with the work how you deal with yourself within the work i mean is that something i mean it wasn't until much much later on that i sort of talked with my partners about this whole sort of belonging and what the fuck are we doing here because you see it's just so much about the work have you ever sort of gone there either with um your partner or even with one of your creative directors or mentors have they ever helped you with that that sense of belonging and that sense of dealing with what the fuck am I doing here yeah definitely people in this industry from my experience are very giving with their time and they're very open about that stuff there's there's not as much arrogance as I don't think there once was you know People don't get too deep too often on that stuff, but definitely in the creative team, I find, um, yeah, it's really easy to chat about. Is there a particular time you can remember? There was a time where I didn't have a creative partner and that was that was pretty hard just because I would always kind of doubt myself or, you know, I would, I would automatically assume the work wasn't quite as good, but maybe it was. Um, so, yeah, I think it's... You need those moments, I guess, to kind of understand how you deal with it and then how you come back off that and bounce back. I wanted to talk to you about um, imposter syndrome and the good and the bad of it and when you felt best about yourself and that you were truly doing well and killing it and how that reflected, I guess, in the, in the work that you made and how you worked. Yeah, I think the best way to kind of get over imposter syndrome is to, to make some good work, try and get recognised through some sort of award. Um, for me, it was the 30 under 30 that kind of stopped me worrying so much about that um, imposter syndrome. So it's good to have validation like that. I think especially when, you, when you're younger and when you're going through the ranks, um, just to kind of confirm, yes, I am kind of, I'm okay at what I'm doing and, you know, you've got to think to yourself, if I wasn't any good, why would this company hire me? You know, why would they invest time into me? And when you're young, like no one expects you to solve world hunger. You know, you've got to you've got to be gentle, um, be hard on be hard on the work, but be gentle on yourself. In 2021, Anae Reid picked up the Grand Prix for BNT's 30 Under 30 Awards and captured the judges' attention with an impressive body of work. From winning an agency internship and mentorship opportunities to guest lecturing at Queensland's University of Technology and of course producing award-winning work for her No Bull, Just Good Ideas approach. 
Since winning, Reed has gone on to enjoy the opportunity of creating bigger work for bigger brands. And what about the um, the other side of that, when you thought that uh, the impostering was getting too much? And you thought, you know, I'm 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 no good at this. How do you how do you bounce back from that? I guess you know, there's some pretty intimidating moments of of showing work, of sharing work, of producing work. Um, were there any ways that you could have caught yourself bouncing back from that? I think it happens to everybody. For me, I have those thoughts like every week, um, but you have less of them if if you really believe in the work that you're making because you know it's good, and also like open yourself up to other creatives you know if you're for me when I didn't have a creative partner I would go and talk to everyone else in the agency and just say you know what do you think of this or you know get some insights off them and then um, that would kind of create that spark again to to start making good work Um, but yeah everyone everyone has that feeling I think you guys have talked to a lot of people on the podcast now for a massive you know, big positions and, you know, big careers and they've all, they all have it at, at one point. So, you know, just, you've just got to learn to ignore it and learn to, you know, remember why you're in the position you're in because luck only goes so far. What are you looking forward to this year? What's 2020 yeah, about for you? I'm really, yeah, really excited about moving to Melbourne, keen to explore the advertising scene in the city and, Looking forward to working with my art director and making some cool work. Um, we've got Cadbury as a client, so that's going to be fun. Good. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, looking forward to the cans. Can and can, can and cans. I never know how to say it. Everyone says it differently. Yeah, Michael, so. Michael do, you, do you still live in the castle in Melbourne? You can see it from the beach. <laughs> only only on, on a good day you can, ah. if you go out far enough. When, okay. when the mists part yeah. around. Yeah. That was good. Thanks, Anae. Thank you, guys. Very good talking to you. Thank you very much for listening to The Imposterous. Apart from our fine, imposterous guests, none of this would have been possible without the help of the following wonderful frauds. Firstly, Andrew Stevenson at We Love Jam Studios, best music and sound house in Australia. Without his help, this would have been a series of WhatsApp messages with emoji responses. And also Hilton Moday, who has graced us with his theme music that you're listening to now. If you would like to catch up on all the other podcasts in The Imposterous series, visit theimposterous.com. Here you can also get in touch with us via email.